All right, folks, let's make the case for why the Texas A&M Aggies can win the SEC West. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Folks, we are here once again coming to you one last time from Nashville, Tennessee at SEC Media Days. It is awful early, and this is a host here who does not like to get up early. But here we are, folks. Um, you know, it's a it, it's a beautiful day to talk about why I think the Aggies have a real legitimate chance to win the SEC West. So let's get into it. Let's run through the schedule first so I can kind of make this argument real quick. So it starts off with New Mexico at home, head to Miami, Louisiana Monroe at home, Auburn at home, Arkansas neutral site game, Alabama at home at Tennessee, South Carolina at home at Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home, Abilene Christian at home, and then you finish off your season in Baton Rouge against the LSU Tigers. And, you know, folks, I mean, the way you break this down, so I want to lay out my argument. So, you know, hearing the reason that this kind of came to mind is hearing Coach Saban speak up on the stage, which was yesterday, kind of made me sit back and think, like, you know, he's talking about a quarterback battle. And it made me think of myself, when was the last time at this point we were really talking about like a quarterback battle at Alabama? which is one of the kind of one of the games that I think is so crucial on, on the schedule. So, I mean, going back through that schedule, you know, folks, I've talked, I've broken this schedule down time and time again, but we look at it and you kind of quickly go, I think the toss up games, though, the games that you probably should win, but are going to be listed as toss up games are Miami, Arkansas, South Carolina, and then I think Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss is a game I think you could argue is going to be in the next category I'm going to talk about. I don't necessarily agree. The next category is the games that like you probably shouldn't win, but I wouldn't one bit be surprised if you did win these games, which would be Tennessee, Alabama, and LSU. So you could mix Ole Miss in there if you want. I don't, I'm not the highest on Ole Miss personally. I just um I'm just I'm really not I'm not super high on Ole Miss. Um I've talked about that a lot on the show so those of you everydayers know that LA, uh, I mean that Ole Miss is not a team that I'm super high on but um you know I think you look at the schedule and it's kind of like you find a way to win the games that you should win which is you know it's your Miami's it is your South Carolinas you find a way to take care of business in those games and then you sneak away with one of the three games between LSU, Tennessee, and Alabama, we're talking about a potential 10-2 and two record. And I think a 10-2 and two record could is an SEC West winner this year, especially if you get like, you know, if you find a way to beat L- or you beat either LSU or, or Alabama, and they end up kind of being the team that is second, and you obviously have the head-to-head matchup there. I think that is is a realistic possibility. So, you know, I mean, here's the deal. All we can really do is kind of base these opinions. You know, everything I do, every opinion I make, everything I talk about on the show, I just based off statistics and numbers and roster and stuff like that. And 
you know, I've talked about it many times on, on here on Lockdown Aggies. Texas A&M has a top five roster, in my opinion, in college football. I don't think the issue is the roster. I think the issue is more people are concerned with the coaching staff. How is it going to work out with, you know, is Coach Pino going to call plays? Is Coach Fisher going to, is he going to let that go? We've talked about that here. That's been an interesting takeaway here in Nashville. I think a lot, of, I've been seeing a lot of the national media talking about how's that kind of going to break down. But I think if you look at this roster and it does all fall into place, like us Aggie fans hope, this Texas A&M team can win the SEC West and compete for an SEC championship in Atlanta against who would likely, uh, you assume, would be Georgia. Um, I don't think that's crazy, folks. I'll do. i I'll tell you right now, I think those three games, LSU, Tennessee, and Bama, I feel very confident that Texas A&M is going to find a way to pull out one of those games. If I had to guess, I'd say it's Tennessee. I think Tennessee is kind of that team. It's like, and I like Joe Milton. I, I like uh, Coach Heupel. But I just feel like I never love teams that kind of have that one year and then people are like, okay, this team's going to be something for the rest of history. And I feel like that might be the case with Tennessee. You know, you lose a lot of talent. You lose a lot of skill position players. You, you lose a lot, you know, you lose Hooker and, um, and Jalen Hyatt. You know, you lose a lot of guys that were putting up your points. So it's like, how do you replace that production? Now I get it. You have talent over there. Milton's a capable quarterback, and he's a guy who I think is going to have a good season. But if that doesn't, to ask yourself is like, is this Tennessee team maybe a potentially a little bit overrated? And I don't know that I would bank on that, but I think it's a realistic possibility that this team kind of not not doesn't end up being what people in the national media are think it's going to end up being. So if you find a way to win one of those three games, and then, like I've been talking about with Alabama, I think there's a world where Alabama kind of doesn't have the gear that Alabama generally does. You know, there are, of course, quarterback question marks going on over there. They don't know who's going to be their guy. Coach Saban's been talking about that. And that's kind of what led me to have this conversation is like, you know, quarterback issues at Alabama. Obviously, the defense and the players around the quarterback are going to be solid, as always, at Alabama. But, like, is this a year when you get them at your place? Are you able to beat Alabama? I think that's realistic. Like, I feel very confident that, like I said, Texas A&M is potentially going to – not potentially. I really do feel confident that the Aggies are going to leave with the victory in one of those three games. So, if you go one and three in those games and take care of business elsewhere, that is a 10-2 and record. If you drop, like, the Arkansas game – or you drop the Miami game and you and, and then you win one of those three games. We're talking nine and three. Does nine and three win the SEC West? No, I don't think so. But ten and two, I do think could potentially win the SEC West with I think a down, a little bit down than usual Alabama football team and a team in LSU that you know returns a lot of talent, returns a lot of you know re- returns returns a lot of players in general. But I think. Um, I just I don't know with LSU. I'm high on them. I don't know. I don't know if the if the Aggies are going to go into Baton Rouge and win that game. But I do think it's a game. It's it's a team that like they could drop. You know, it's it's an SEC West schedule, folks. It is not easy. And then of course the LSU Tigers have a couple have have a non conference game that isn't necessarily easy. So it's like. You know, they drop a couple games. You're able to beat them head to head. I think I think you could potentially leapfrog LSU and and compete for the SEC championship. So, 
you know, we're going to talk about my um, SEC media days ballot and who I voted for to win the West, who I voted for to win the conference. We're going to break through all that. We're going to go through all that today. But folks, like I think a lot of people are going to be quick to say, you know, quick to tell me in the, you know, in the comments, which, hey, people, I love the comments. I love it. That's what that is what makes what I do for a living so fun is the fact that we're able to kind of joke back and forth. People can tell me they disagree. People can tell me they agree. So, you know, regardless of what your opinion is on the on the argument I'm making right now, let me know, you know, your thoughts, if it's, they're positive or negative. And I think realistically, you know, I don't think it's crazy. Like the first show I did here, folks, on Lockdown Aggies was talking a little bit about the um, could could that match up with LSU and Baton Rouge the final week of the season? Could it be for the SEC West? And, you know, I think that's realistic. I, th- I, I Now, will, will the Aggies win that game? I don't know. But what I, I feel like I can confidently say is that there's a good chance that that game could be for the SEC West. Now, are the Aggies going to take care of business and win that game to secure their spot in the SEC championship? I can't say that. But I do think there's a, a world where that game is for the West. And I think that would kind of, you know, it would that would be really exciting for, for Texas AM fans to kind of be back. And I think what would be fun is if the Aggies were just in the conversation as we get toward like the back half of the season. You know, now the one thing we have to go through, you know, looking back at the schedule, there's the stretch on here, the um Auburn at home, at Arkansas, Bam at home, at Tennessee, South Carolina at home, at Mississippi State. No, I, it's an SEC schedule. It's never going to be a cakewalk. But folks, like, there's no Vandy mixed in there. There's no, you know, it, it, there's no uh, Missouri mixed in on the schedule. This is a real deal SEC schedule. That five week stretch is going to be really difficult for Texas A&M to manage. But there are a lot of winnable games there if you take care of business in the games that you're kind of supposed to, and then you're able to go one and one in that stretch when it comes to Bama and Tennessee, and then have that game against. LSU down the road be an interesting one. I think that's something that would really excite Aggie fans. So, folks, I don't think it's crazy to say that Texas A&M realistically could win an SEC West title this year, compete for an SEC championship against, like I said, who I assume is going to be Georgia. Um, You know, I don't think that's a crazy take. If you do, let me know in the comments. I appreciate it. You know, and that's what this is. It's back and forth. It's banter. I want this to be a conversation. Let me know your all's thoughts. Um. But I really do feel like there was a fun football season loading in College Station. And I think we could see a lot of Texas A&M victories. And I think, once again, I think we could see a team that could compete to win the SEC West. So, um, you know, like I said, we're here in Nashville. We're, we're um, I have, you know, got a ballot to vote for who I think is going to win the West. For some players I think are going to be all SEC. We're going to break down who I have to win the SEC, who I have to win each division, and some players I have to be all SEC coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I have to give a shout-out to our wonderful sponsor, eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. 
And with over 20, 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So, folks, running through this SEC ballot, I'm going to pull it up here on my cellular device. Um, you know, let's kind of get into it. Who I think is going to be, I have some Texas A&M players on my, you know, um, uh, the teams uh, on the all SEC teams. And I want to tell you where I think the Aggies could potentially finish here on this ballot. So, so the way I have it run down, I have, I have LSU winning the SEC West. I have the Aggies finishing second. I have Bama finishing third behind them. Then Ole Miss, Arkansas, Auburn, and Mississippi State. In the East Division, I have it going Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, um, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, and Vandy coming in in the SEC East. So when it comes to players that I think could potentially be all SEC players on, so who I voted for for quarterback was KJ Jefferson and Will Rogers. Um, you know, I would love to see Connor Wegman potentially on this list. Is that, you know, I mean, folks, here's the deal. I now top two in the SEC. I think that's a stretch. If I was able to list like a top five quarterbacks on this list. I do think it would. I, I could see, you know, potentially having Wigman on this list, but when it's just two, it's hard to make that reach. Um, so running backs, I have Quinshawn Judkins, Raheem Sanders, Jarquez Hunter, and Ray Davis. I um one thing, one of my bold. I don't know if I would say bold, but one of my opinions here is I do think that a Texas A&M running back ends up. If you did like a postseason list, which of course you know that's going to be put out, but I think if you did. A, um, if you did a postseason list like this, I, I think it's realistic that you could see. I, I really do think it's realistic you see a Texas A&M running back on this list. Now, the thing about it is, which is funny about this, is I think all three of the uh, of the running backs that we're going to see get a lot of carries could be on this list. Um, I think you could see Amari Daniels. I think you could see Le'Veon Moss, and I think you could see true freshman Ruben Owens. Um, and it was funny. Interestingly enough, Coach Fisher on the stage, we talked about this the other day, was talking up David Bailey a little bit. So, you know, I mean, now, is he going to finish on this list? I don't think so. But I do think he's going to be a guy mixed into the rotation when it comes to who's running the football for the Aggies this season. So wide receivers on this list, I do. I went ahead and hammered down some Aggies. I have Evan Stewart and um, Musay Mohammed on this list. I think those guys really could be all SEC receivers. I did a show when I was out of town in Florida. If you all recall, it was a show where I talked about, like, could Texas A&M have three all SEC wide receivers? I 
don't think it's crazy to say that. I think that that is a realistic possibility of something that could happen. Tight end, I have Brock Bowers, and then I got Donovan Green. I think that I talked about this on the show yesterday. I really, really feel like Donovan Green could be a guy that, when everything is said and done, could be one of the best tight ends in the SEC. Now, Brock Bowers is an elite talent. He's going to be a stud at the next level when it comes to him being in the NFL. But I think that Donovan Green really SEC. Um, I really, I really feel that way. I think it's, I think that Donovan Green could get there. Um, so defensive line, I have uh, Shamar Stewart on here. And then I also have Walter Nolan as a guy who could potentially be on the all SEC list when it comes to Texas A&M guys. Uh, defensive back, I have so you know the whole the whole defensive back room, cornerbacks and safeties included. I have Damani Richardson on this list and Tony Grimes on this list. That was another show we did while I was out of town, where I talked about. I think that Tony Grimes is a guy. You know, of course, the transfer in from North Carolina. I think it's realistic that Tony Grimes could could you know could be an All SEC performer, former five star recruit, really talented guy. It didn't kind of it. it his career didn't turn out to be what many expected at North Carolina. It was fine, but it wasn't like the five-star recruit he was, you know, he was in the type of players you expect to be fine. So I just kind of have this feeling that he is going to come in and he's really going to kind of revamp his college football career, Texas A&M, have an all-SEC type season, and then be a guy that we see get drafted coming up here soon in the um, – NFL draft here, you know, uh, in, in a few, a long time. But I think that's realistic. Um, so those are the players I have on there. Now, here's the deal. The thing about Texas A&M is I think there are so many players that you really could see on this list when the season ends. I mean, the, there's so much talent spread across this roster. I mean, there are there's enough four stars and five. There's enough five stars. I mean, it, it's incredible. Enough high-end four-stars, just enough talent all around that I wouldn't be one bit surprised if you saw like six, seven, eight guys on this list when the season ends. Um, so, folks, I mean, I just think it's a testament to how talented this Texas A&M roster is um, and just how good this football team could potentially be. So, like I said, it, it, it's fun to do these these preseason ballots. That's how I had mine. Um, let me know how you all would have voted. How would you all have ranked the SEC? Where would you have had the Aggies to finish in the SEC West? Let me know down in the YouTube comments. Um, and like I say, folks, if you all are, if you could um, subscribe to the YouTube, it helps a lot. It, it helps me out. So if you could go do that to the YouTube for the YouTube channel, that'd be big for me. I would really appreciate that. We've grown a lot of subscribers since I've taken over. It's it, it's it's truly a blessing. I really appreciate that. Thank you all for all you do for me. But now let's talk about who's going to be the MVP of this Texas, this 2023 Texas A&M football team. We're going to talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. Stick around, folks. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. MVP, folks. It's a fun question. Um, you know, who's going to be the MVP for this team? Now, you could take this multiple different ways. You could look at it like you could take it kind of in the route of like, is the MVP kind of like a, a sleeper? We talked about sleepers on yesterday's uh, episode of Locked on Aggies. Is it a sleeper? Is it a um, is it a is it a breakout player? Is it a player that we know is going to be good and does end up being good? But I think when it comes to who's going to be the MVP of this team, I really feel like it's going to be one of those wide receivers. I just think, um, you know, the defense is going to be key. We know how talented it's going to be, but it's going the the um, the offense was the, was the issue last year. Everybody knows that. That's no secret. It's no surprise. So if if the offense is going to get better, which I think it is going to under Coach Petrino, you know, calling the, assuming he does call the plays, I think you're going to see a wide receiver really be the MVP of this team. And the funny thing about it is, if you know, if I could, if I could get in a um, up, um, I about said a transfer portal. That's funny, but if I could get in a teleportation device and go seven months in the future, and and if, you know, any of these three names, whether it's Anaya Smith, whether it's Muhammad, whether it's Evan Stewart, all three of those guys I could see being like the MVP of this wide receiver room and potentially even the MVP of this team. Um, you know, I think Bryce Foster is a guy you could throw out there too. You know, the center is the I I think it's you know one of the most important positions on the offensive line. Now I know that like the the left tackle when you have a right-handed quarterback, because of course, well. I say, of course, the Aggies, you know, with, with, with Max Johnson competing for a spot, might not have a right-handed quarterback. But um, I think the left tackle spot is obviously another important position on the offensive line. But the center, you know, they do a lot. They call out different They call out different things they see from the defensive line. They call out what they see from the opposing defense to kind of, like, know the scheme to block. So I think Bryce Foster is a guy who I could see being the MVP of this team. And then it's funny. I feel like every time I have a segment about stuff like this, it's like I say the entire defensive line, but there's like seven or eight guys on the defensive line that I feel like could be the it could be like if you had an offensive and a defensive MVP of this team, I feel pretty confident that the defensive MVP is going to be a is going to be a defensive lineman. I just feel like defensive line is so key because you have to get after the quarterback. You know, for for the cornerbacks and the safety jobs to be easier, you have to get a pass rush, which I think the Aggies are going to get this year. And so that's why I feel like the defensive MVP is going to be a defensive lineman. And I like I mean it when I say it, folks. I really do think there's like 700 guys on the defensive line that could end up being that defensive MVP. You could argue, you know, is it going to be Tariq Chappelle? Is it going to be Tony Grimes? Is it going to be Damani Richardson? I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those guys, but I really feel like it's going to be a defensive lineman. Is it Fidel Diggs? Is it McKinley Jackson? Is it Walter Nolan? Is it um, one of the Shamars? Is it one of those guys? Is it 
Overton that we talked about a little bit yesterday being a sleeper. I, I think there are so many players on this defensive line that can kind of be the MVP of the defense. But, um, you know, I'm going to lay my claim. I think that the MVP of the defense is going to be – Ah, man, this is hard because, like I said, there's like five guys. I'm not going to go with defensive lineman, although I do think when it's said and done, it's going to be a defensive lineman. But I'm going to lean Damani Richardson. And then on the offense, I think I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to say Evan Stewart's going to be the MVP of the offense, folks. Um, But like I said, there's so much talent on this team. There's like a ton of guys that can end up being the, an MVP on this team, and I wouldn't be one bit surprised. Folks, that is going to do it here on Locked On Aggies. I really, really appreciate y'all tuning in this week. It's been a ton of fun here in Nashville at SEC Media Days, just getting to be here and, and interview people and ask all these questions and get to know people's different perspectives on, on, on this, this Texas A&M team, on the SEC as a whole. It's It's been a blessing. It's been a joy. So it's been really fun to bring you all this content live here from Nashville. Um, so everybody have an outstanding weekend, folks. I got to head back, going home, leaving probably right after this recording. So I, I'm going to be coming to you from live from my house, which is not as fun. But um, like I say, folks, I really appreciate you tuning in. It's been a really fun week here in Nashville. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I hope you have an outstanding weekend. And we will see you on Monday. <laughs>